This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Who needs bug spray when you have phone apps, bug zappers, and barbecue grill-sized rigs to keep the mosquitoes away? Mosquito control devices might hurt your bank account, but they're worth it, right? Welcome to Tiny Vampires, a podcast about disease, science, and blood-sucking insects, a member of the Agora Podcast Network. I'm Raven Forrest Frescalzo, your host. I am so, so excited. Uh, December's episode is going to be a super special one. I interviewed the author of the book, The Secret Life of Flies, Dr. Erica McAllister. She came all the way from London and uh, did an interview with me at the Field Museum, and it was a lot of fun. As a holiday treat, I will be publishing it in mid-December, and it will be a much longer episode because it was such a fun conversation. There's no way I could only share 15 minutes with you. Today, we're talking about all the devices people use to keep the mosquitoes away. Tiny Vampires Espanol listener Joseph Montañez asked how these devices work. There are so many of these, from phone apps to barbecue grill-sized rigs, that claim to protect people from mosquitoes and other biting flies. Although there are a lot of them, they are all based on just a handful of facts that the inventors either knew or thought that they knew about biting insects. What they come down to is either attracting mosquitoes to the device, therefore away from people, or just plain repelling the mosquitoes. Hypothetically, they're doing this by exploiting the mosquitoes' sight, hearing, or taste. Let's start with the repelling gadgets. Many of the ones that I found are sonic repellents, like the phone apps and wristbands and devices that you can plug into your wall. They all claim to make a sound 
at the same frequency as male mosquitoes. There's some research showing that females who have already mated, the ones that are looking for human blood to make their eggs with, steer clear of males. So the idea is that females will avoid a person who's making that sound just the same way as she would avoid a male. Unfortunately, when you test this, the idea doesn't actually hold up. If you think about it from the hungry female's perspective, you'll kind of get an idea of why. She's getting two signals from this person. One is yummy human smell, like the CO2 from their breath, and the scent and heat off of their skin. The second is the sound of a male. The motivation to bite is way stronger than the motivation to stay away from a bothersome male. These devices aren't super popular, so we'll just leave them at that and move on to some of the more popular devices. These are the ones that attract mosquitoes and other biting insects. They're typically designed to attract a mosquito, then once it gets close enough, capture them and kill them in some way. Some of these you'll probably be pretty familiar with, like the electric bug zappers, and some you might not be so familiar with, like the barbecue grill-sized mosquito magnet traps. These are the topics of the papers for this episode. It's going to be a little bit different because I'm going to talk about two papers this episode instead of just one, just because we have so much to cover. The first is actually really useful because it compares five different types of mosquito traps to see which one is the most effective. And the second one looks at bug zappers and what they're actually killing. The first paper is actually a master's degree dissertation by Clinton Campbell out of the University of Florida. He compared five different devices that are all designed to capture mosquitoes and kill them. The first is called the bug jammer, like the sonic devices we just talked about, it attempts to rely on the mosquito's sense of hearing. It's supposed to make the sound of a dog's heartbeat. Once the attracted mosquito lands on this fake dog, sticky paper makes it so that it can't fly back off again. I am personally not aware of any scientific study that shows that mosquitoes can even hear a heartbeat, much less are attracted to it, but we'll see how it goes. The next three devices are all made by the same company, so are all called Mosquito Magnet. The Mosquito Magnet Pro, the Mosquito Magnet Liberty, and the Mosquito Magnet X. These all burn propane as a source of heat and CO2, just like our bodies and our breath. Some also puff out octanol. This is a major chemical that makes our skin smell the way that it does. Once the mosquitoes come in for a bite, a fan sucks them up into a tank where they eventually die. So the last of the five devices is called a CDC trap. It's named for the Center of Disease Control and Prevention, who use it regularly. It works in a similar way to the mosquito magnets. There's a cooler on top that you would fill with dry ice. Dry ice is just solid CO2, so as it melts... It's calling the mosquitoes to the dinner table, just like our breath. Once they get in close, there's a small LED light that draws them even closer. And then 
once again, there's a fan that sucks them into a tank. From May to September, peak mosquito season in Florida. Campbell ran all of these devices from three hours before sunset until three hours after sunrise. Many mosquitoes are either nocturnal, active at night, or crepuscular, which is active during sunset and sunrise. So this is really the ideal times to be catching mosquitoes. All of these traps combined caught more than 273,000 mosquitoes. The heartbeat device caught zero of these. In five months, not a single mosquito. The CDC trap caught nearly 110,000 of these mosquitoes, showing it to be overwhelmingly the most effective. The various mosquito magnet devices caught between 57 and 47,000 mosquitoes each. So remember, that's over the course of the entire five months. Before you go out and buy one of these backyard devices, because this sounds like they're really effective, even the most effective of these devices was catching around 3,000 mosquitoes per night on average, which sounds like a lot. But Dr. Jimmy Olson, who has been researching mosquito control devices for 40 years at Texas A&M University, says that this is actually just a drop in the bucket. There can be millions of mosquitoes per acre in wet areas and hundreds of thousands per acre elsewhere. That means that even a CDC trap, the most effective one, would need to do five months' worth of work to even make a dent in one night's worth of mosquitoes. It's true that mosquito control professionals and scientists use these devices regularly, But it isn't actually to kill mosquitoes. What they're using them for is to get samples from the wild to see things like what species of mosquitoes are around, how many there are, and to test the ones that they catch for diseases. To actually kill the insects, they use solutions like um, fog trucks or mosquito dunks and other things that we'll talk about on later episodes. But it's just to say that although they're using these devices regularly, it's not to actually control the mosquito's population. They simply don't catch enough mosquitoes to make a dent. Dr. Olson warns that they might actually make things worse for your backyard because they attract mosquitoes from the surrounding area that might not otherwise have ended up in your yard. So what about the ultra-popular bug zapper? I know a lot of people, these things were kind of a staple of their childhood. These devices are based on something we've all observed from time to time that even actually started an internet meme a few months back. All insects love light. Once they're mesmerized by the light, they fly into it and are electrocuted by the grid and the wires. We, as entomologists, aren't completely sure why insects are attracted to light, but the best hypothesis going right now is that night-flying insects use the moon and the stars to navigate. Because these light sources are so far away, flying towards them means that you're pretty much going to stick to a straight line. Until some nice smell wafts by, like a new mate, and then you would just follow that. 
But stop and think about this premise for a second. Is it always true that insects love light? What happens when you flip a switch in the middle of the night and are horrified to see a cockroach in your kitchen? They scurry away from the light. That means that bug zappers, which only have their glowing personalities going for them, are only going to attract insects that are drawn in by the light, and all of the insects that are. In 1996, Timothy Frick and Douglas Ptolemy, both researchers out of the University of Delaware, took a look at how effective these insect electrocution devices are at killing their target, mosquitoes and other biting insects. Once again, it was a super simple experiment. Collect all of the insects that the zappers killed and then look to see what they were. They went door-to-door asking people who used bug zappers if they would be willing to participate in the study. Once they had six households sign up, the researchers attached collectors underneath the zappers to catch any electrocuted insects. Then they came around and collected the carcass every morning. They went through the piles and identified every one of the 13,789 dead bugs. Shockingly, only 31 of the insects killed were biters. Only 18 of those were female mosquitoes. What's even more frustrating is that more than 13% of the insects that were killed were predators that might have eaten way more mosquitoes than the zapper could have killed in years. If you like to fish, you should be a big opponent of bug zappers. Almost half the insects killed were aquatic. Things like non-biting midges and caddisflies. These are the breeding adults that produce the babies that fish love to eat. Not into fishing, but like flowers? Well, bug zappers killed a lot of pollinators, like bees, moths, and flies, with no real benefit. So why aren't they killing as many mosquitoes as they claim to? Well, like I said, not all insects are attracted to light. Some mosquitoes are, and some of them aren't. And as we talked about before, the biggest draw for mosquitoes is their sense of smell. A lot of people don't like insects in general, and they don't see the problem with selling these devices even if they don't work to save you from mosquito bites. But here's the thing. This stuff is leaving people vulnerable to disease. Because they're using this instead of something that actually works, like insect repellent or covering up with long sleeves. Also, while a worthless phone app only costs a few bucks, some of the other devices cost hundreds of dollars, like the Mosquito Magnet Pro, which is a whopping $895. Remember our friend the bug jammer? The fake dog heartbeat thing? Even though this paper came out saying that it couldn't catch even a single mosquito after months of trying, the company is still selling them for $150 a piece not including the refills of the sticky paper, which they charge another $35 for. How are they getting away with this? Dr. Olson says that one of the big reasons why is that it can take about two years for scientists to test a company's claims, 
and by then they either change the name of the product, or they just take advantage of the public's ignorance. And honestly, who has the time to dig around in scientific articles before making every purchase? This is one of the reasons why I made this podcast. Here, tiny vampires, we're in your corner, and we're gonna do the research. And now you know, and you can give your friends and your family heads up. Keep both your wallet and your health intact. The best thing to do is things that you've probably learned from listening to earlier episodes of this podcast. Dump standing water around your home so that mosquitoes don't have a place to breed. Wear long sleeves so that they can't bite through your clothes, and use bug spray. It's not expensive, and it's perfectly safe. I post all the weird mosquito control devices that I see on the internet when I run into them on Twitter at Tiny Vampires Pod and on our Facebook. I actually just recently updated our website, so. Uh, if there are any older episodes you want to check out again, or if you want to see what topics are coming up, you can check out the blog section. Thank you for listening. Now go tell your grandma that Raven gave you lots of excellent reasons why she shouldn't give you a bug zapper for the holidays. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 